First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Good morning, Zimbabwe. As you know, holding its elections in just three weeks' time. And, of course, big questions about it. Now a suggestion that of all of the Zimbabweans who are living here who are qualified or able to vote in Zimbabwe went home, that could actually change the results of the election. As you know, ZANU-PF has been in power since uh, 1980. And, of course, there have been very contested elections. In the last election, they were able to hang on to power by an official uh, victory of just over 50%. I think it was about 50.6%. Uh, this year, ZANU-PF and the President, Emerson Mangagwa, are facing the Citizens Coalition for Change. Stevens Mokhalapa is the head of international relations for the Build One South Africa. It's a political party. He's a former mayor of Tone for the DA. He believes that if all of the Zimbabweans living here went home, they would change the outcome of the election. Stevens, good morning. Good morning, Stevens. How are you, namesake? And good morning, to your listeners. Good morning. Thank you. Um, why do you believe that if all the Zimbabweans here went home to vote, they would actually change the result of the election? Are you basing that, that on the assumption that all of the Zimbabweans here wouldn't vote for ZANU-PF? Well, thank you very much, Stevens. Um, I'm putting that assumption based on my practical experience. Um, in 2018, I was part of the SADC parliament election observation mission to Zimbabwe. And what I've seen there was that the narrow margin that you are referring to of 50.6, which translated to around 2.46 million votes for the incumbent Idim Nagagwa, and the then MDC under Nelson Chamisa got 2.15 million votes. It's a very, very, very slim narrow margin. If you consider that on a conservative estimate we've got 1.6 million Zimbabweans which could be more who are eligible and of a voting age and in close proximity to be able to go home and vote and make the change that they want the destiny is in the Zimbabweans in the diaspora because of the margin of winning the elections in Zimbabwe is based on the diaspora so essentially my article was about a go out to vote, a call for national duty and a call for patriotism from the Zimbabweans in the diaspora to go and make the change they want and deserve and to make sure that they have destiny in their own hands and they decide who their future leader will be. It's nice to believe that voters have their destiny in their own hands, but isn't it also true, and someone important once said this, it's not the people who vote that counts, it's the people who count the votes, Stevens. Do you believe that ZANU-PF will allow a free and fair election? Well, that is not an excuse. I mean, in Africa, it's always a common trajectory of, uh, you know, questioning the credibility of the elections. Fair enough, we understand that the intimidation and the violence cannot happen. But let me tell you, if that was the case, then we wouldn't be having President Hakainde Hichilema in Zambia. If that fear that we have that the elections would not be free and fair, change would not be happening in Africa and it would not happen. We would not be having change in in the DRC. We would not be having change in Malawi. So it, it goes on and on and on and okay. on. So, so, so uh, let, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We're going to run out of time, and I do want to argue with you a little bit about this, Stephen. So that may be true in Zambia, and your Malawi uh, uh, example is important too. ZANU-PF has, um, let me be careful here, 
has a long track record of being accused of using violence to stay in power. If that is the context, if there is a track record of this, I mean, Morgan Changarai should really have won that election outright in 2008. If that's the track record, why should someone go home and vote in a country where the claim is that the political party in charge uses, um, uses violence and controls the army? Ever since uh, 2008 uh, elections, there's been significant change in electoral reforms from both the SADC. You've got now a SADC model law on elections, which guides how the elections should be done and standardize the norms and practices in the SADC region. Secondly, you've got the African Charter on Democracy, Elections and Government, which, by the way, the ZANU-PF government signed into law and domesticated in 2018. So you've got the EU that has now gone also on, on the ground. You've got the, the AU mission, you've got the EU, you've got the Commonwealth that are on the ground. So I'm saying that since 2008, there's been quite a lot of reforms that have tried to alleviate that challenge of intimidation and violence. And there is this Pachedu citizens initiative in zimbabwe where they are doing the compiling of polling station data and adopting a polling station and also doing funds look the diaspora also participate by way of sending remittance back home and supporting their own political party but the essence is to say where there is a will of the people definitely democracy will prevail nothing can stand in the way of the will of the people whether by force or by crook. But if the Zimbabweans go out in numbers to vote for change in their country, things will definitely change for the better in that country. Stevens Mokalapa, big thing to say, if I may say. Build One, South Africa's head of international relations. You with SFM leading the conversation. Eight o'clock, our insurance will go out of their way to try and save you money on your car insurance. If they can't, ask for 500 rand. SMS out to 38, to 38462. Now that's good news.